everyone. Welcome to the Cultivate Podcast through the Grove Church. I'm Charlie Lofton, the lead pastor there. And you've caught us in session four of four episodes on understanding Islam, getting a heart for Islam. And I've got my friend Peter with us again. Hey, Charlie. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thank, thank you. you so much for doing this. I, I, I just really appreciate your willingness to kind of serve us and put your heart out there for us. It's, this, is, this has been great. I just, we, we just, on behalf of our whole church and everybody who's listening, I just want to say thanks again. Thank you. Like not in a, not in a MC kind of way, but like in a for real way, right? <laughs> like in a real way, like, like, thanks, thanks, thanks for doing this. And so, yeah, we got to hear your heart and kind of some of your story in the first episode, which was really cool. Just about growing up, you know, meeting Muslim people and just kind of how God put a heart, gave you a heart for that. It was really cool. And then we spent some time just kind of talking about the similarities, really. That second episode ended up being a lot more about the similarities between Christianity and Islam. Just kind of, we really do kind of have a very similar foundation, but then we break off at that, again, to use Christian terms, what we would call the salvation piece. But the salvation piece, we break off. It's really becomes more of a works-based, I just need to tell God I'm sorry and do better, which even still, thinking when I, I thought it then, I still think it now, even still, there are plenty of people attending Christian churches who probably connect with that idea. Well, that's probably what they think that they're doing. I'm telling God I'm sorry and I'm trying to do better. And that's why I'm here at church today to kind of earn my points and to show God that I'm trying to do better. And we don't, they don't really understand the, the importance of the gospel. And so I think that even, even still in that, there's a, there's a connection between the tenets of Islam and a lot of, for lack of a better word, a lot of mediocre Christianity out there. And so then we spent some time in the last episode talking about the five pillars. You helped us on those. I'm going to see, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to look at my notes and I'm going to say, we got the confession of faith, prayer, prayer, giving, fasting, and the, the, the journey. Pilgrimage. Pilgrimage. Yeah. Again, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you those Arabic (laughs) words, but I came up with them. And then we kind of spent some time just kind of talking about some of the stereotypes of things, talked a little bit about, Talked a little bit about violence. We talked. We talked a lot about the history of of Muhammad. That was really good. And one of the things we kind of danced around this, but we didn't get to this this question. But I think is important. Like there really is a connection historically around Saudi Arabia and the Middle East as far as the founding of 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 Islam. And so the word Arab. Arabic nations, there's a, there's a language, Arabic. We talk about Arab people, and then we talk about Islam. Lots of times, I feel like at least in pop culture, maybe even on the news, those two things get used interchangeably. Right. So just, again, for those of us who are trying to be more precise in our understanding and our language of kind of what, what, what are the similarities and differences? How, how are those two things the same? How are they different? Well, no, uh, Arabs and Muslims are not the same thing. <laughs> okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. Because there are Muslims right. who are white. Yeah, right? perfect. Yeah, African. T- totally, yes, yeah. yeah. Well, Arab refers to an ethnic right. group or a cultural I- identity and associated to Arab world. Mm-hmm. But uh, so Arab and Muslims are just different. Okay. <laughs> it's not the same, yeah. I mean, Islam is a religion that people follow. And uh, Muslim is basically um, your belief system. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. And so Arabic 
is the language. Arabic is the language. And it is the language of the Al-Quran. Yes, it is. I guess I'm saying the Al-Quran, the which Al-Quran. is saying the twice. Because all is the, right? Uh-uh. The, yeah, the, yeah. the Quran. The, the Quran. <laughs> like ATM machine. You know what an ATM machine is? <laughs> yes. An automatic teller machine yeah, machine? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> what are we even talking about now, Peter? I got I got way off. Okay, okay. It's good to know that not all Arabs are Muslims. Okay. Yeah, because there are Christians as well. Right. Arabs are Christians, you know. So it's it's always uh, it's interesting how people think of Arabs as synonymous to Muslims. Right. But they are not. I mean, they are just different. I mean, there are a lot of Muslims in in the Arab world, and there are Muslims in the in North Africa as well. Right. And they're blacks, like you said, you know. Right, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So we're kind of we're kind of picking up a few. We're really what we're doing here right now, picking up some, some loose ends, some okay. things that we were talking about, some questions that got skipped over. So right. I want to come back to this briefly. And this is dangerous. It, it feels a little dangerous because we live in a world where we again we're talking about Islam and especially violence around Islam can be kind of a a, a real sensitive thing. Right. And so more than anything, I'm more than happy for you to just kind of mm. get some clarification here. Right. So you mentioned jihad. Yes. And 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 you hear that you hear that word, and here's what we think that word means. And if it means more than when you hear jihad is like like a holy war or something like I'm I'm gonna like, like a physical violence. And so is it is jihad, is it some people will say that this the kind of the violent piece is is something that is in the in, in the Quran, and some people just say hey, we we don't we don't do that anymore. Some people say no, it is and it always is. Or some people no, we've kind of misunderstood what that means. So, is jihad? It's obviously not a pillar. Right. Is it? What is it? I'll, I'll just I'll just stop trying to frame the question. I'll just go like, what is it? What what is it? And how are we supposed to think about it? Oh, good question. Uh, you know, uh, in Islam, the concept of martyrdom, right, or we call it shahada also, and jihad have specific meanings in the Al Quran, and they're often uh, misunderstood or misinterpreted or misrepresented. Okay. Right? So, well, martyrdom means the sacrifice of one's life while upholding the principles and teachings of Islam. So, I die for some reason because I am being a faithful Muslim. And being in defense of the Muslim faith or in the face of oppression. Okay. All right. So that's martyrdom. So martyrdom is considered honorable and represents a high, a high level of uh, devotion. So the people who died during the Crusades, yeah. they were defending Islam against yes. what they, what they will, were kind of these right. outside attackers. Yes. The so people who, the Muslims who died in that would be considered... Martyrs. Martyrs. Yeah. Okay. Martyrs, yeah. So it's a choice made by by individuals in extraordinary circumstances, but it is not a requirement for all Muslims. Right. <laughs> right. Because it's, it's something that... Is they, there a special... Is there? Is there like... Again, pardon the, the common... Is there like a like a, like a special place? Hey, if, if you do this, like you get like a... A special place in heaven. Right. You get yeah. like... You get to go to the front of the line yeah. or you get a... You get a special room in heaven because there's... There's things that Americans say about what happens here that it's right. a little awkward to say. You know, do you know what I'm about to say? Is it true? Do they, do they, do they, 
Like they get s- s- seventy-two virgins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> rumble, 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 yeah. mumble, mumble. Uh, so I mean, again, I, I put yeah. it out. I put it yeah. out there, but not because I'm saying, hey, sure. it's what it's what it's what they believe. Ha ha. Let's make yeah, fun yeah. of it. Yeah. But it is something that just it just keeps getting said. And so I did yeah. this with the Mormon guy and the yes. and the Hindu people too to kind of help us just kind of let's just put it out there and talk to somebody who knows. Right. Is that is that? A, yeah. You you basically like you know. Um, you go to paradise, right? That's what Muslims would say. Heaven is like paradise, right? And you, you get all these benefits and, and that's one of bl- them. blessings. Yeah, there's one of them. That's okay, one so of them, we're yeah. not. Yeah, one, I mean, we, it, it actually says in the Quran. Okay. Yeah, you 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 get access. You you actually have seventy two virgins. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I might. Well, I don't. I don't necessarily hang out there. I I have. 14 different follow-up questions, but we got to, we got to, we got to stay on track. So that, that, that's not a fake thing that people, Muslim critics made up. That is, that's, no, no, okay. that's true. Yeah. Okay. So you were giving the definition of martyrdom, martyrdom. So the jihad, versus jihad. Yeah. So jihad is often misconstrued as holy war, but what it actually means is struggle or striving in Arabic, the word okay. jihad. So well, it encompasses various forms, uh, including the inner struggle against uh, one's ego or the struggle to maintain one's faith or the defense of Islam, uh, justice in the face of oppression. Okay. So when we talk about jihad, it can involve non-violent efforts. For example, seeking knowledge or promoting an, an internal, internal thing. Yeah. Just, I'm, I'm on a jihad uh, yes. and it's just me by myself in a room. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, so it could be seeking knowledge or trying to promote social justice or engage in charitable acts, you know. But the the use of force in self-defense is permitted within strict par- parameters and subject to specific conditions defined by Islamic law. Okay. Which I, I don't know a lot about that. But the idea of martyrdom and jihad holds as a significant, what you call, importance in Islamic history and theology. And it is important to emphasize that Islam does not condone terrorism or their targeting of innocent civilians. That's what Islam stands for. And so if there are if there are splinter or extremist groups that 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 practice that, like by and large, ninety plus percent of imams would be like, That's something. Don't do but that. But it ain't yeah. Islam. Yeah, correct. Okay. They they wouldn't uh justify their acts and like they they would not agree with them yeah because I, again i think the common perception in america is we've got the extremist groups right but then that the i think the again i'm not saying this it's important for you and everybody i'm not saying this i'm just putting this out there that they've got the smallest extremists but then that the overwhelming majority of muslims are kind of like quietly kind of going yeah, clapping their hands. Oh, we're not like that, but we're kind of like under the table, giving them a thumbs up. What you're saying is different than that. Yeah, what I'm saying is uh, the majority of Muslims would would not agree with some of this. Uh, they're just doing, they're going like like oh, oh no, like you what did are it you to doing? us. Ag- why you did it to us again? Why did yeah. you do this to us? You're making us all look bad. Yeah, exactly. And that's what they would say. You know, just because of uh, these extremists, we get generalized as Muslims are violent. Right. You know. And, uh, and yeah, and again, again the, the, there's a subjective variation of how you interpret the Quran and what it says. For sure. So that's why you have extremists who feel that this is what the Quran says. We need to defend our faith. 
Right. And so then they would defend Islam in the name of justice or in the name of facing oppression. Okay. Well, that, 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 is, that is really good. Thank you so much. So I want to I end with this. Again, here in Northwest Arkansas, we have a lot of irreligious people. And as I was talking to the Mormon guy who had a heart for, for Mormons, there's a pretty, pretty significant Mormon population. They're just building a temple in Bentonville. And there's actually, surprisingly, a, a pretty significant, with the businesses that we have here, there's a pretty significant Hindu community here as well. I'm not aware, really, of much of a, a Muslim community here, but it is, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not zero. And so if, for, for those of us who have, who have had interactions, you know, maybe certainly on the college campus, people are, you're having interactions with someone who is a, a Muslim and you think, I, as a Christian, I want, I want to love them well. I want to help them know who Jesus is, but I don't even know where to begin. Right. What, what advice, what advice would you give? Um, you know, when interacting with Muslims, it's essential to approach the encounter with an open mind. Okay. And so be open, be respectful, and be willing to learn and understand. Mm. And that's a good uh, start. <laughs> so just be willing to take on the position of a learner, learner as opposed to, yes, I know everything, you don't know anything. Yes. Let me just, I'm about to drop some truth bombs on you. I mean, that's how I think sometimes that's what we do. You know, I want to preach the gospel, but I don't care about your religion or what you believe. Mm. So you, you want to create that safe platform. For sure. Where you uh, create a open, open mind conversations, you know, where the, your Islam friends, Islamic friends or Muslim friends would be very open to talk about their religion. And it shows that we care that we are interested to learn and understand. It's easy to judge right. another religion without learning and understanding. Like, I want to know who you are as yeah. a person. Yes. As opposed to yeah. overwhelm me with my superior facts. Yes. yes. Okay. When we moved here, like uh, like eight, nine, nine months ago, we uh, went to a bank to open a bank account. And the uh, bank officer was a Muslim. Okay. And... Uh, and he, and he basically grew up in the States. And uh, so we became friends and we've hung out together a few times. Nice. And, and he said, I've never been to a church. You know, uh, I've never had a Christian friend. Wow. And he's, li he's lived in the States for 25 years, 30 years. And, wow. and he's pretty young. He was in his 30s. Uh, he's in his 30s. Yeah. Early 30s. And. And so I think, you know, we have not taken the initiative <laughs> to connect with Muslim friends or Muslims. We have a certain worldview or perspective of who they are just because they are Muslims. Right. I th I th to me, I, I would think that the main obstacles come, there are two, I feel like people have, but they're both kind of rooted in the same thing, which is fear. Yes. I'm, I either have an irrational fear of, of you. If I start talking to you, you might, I mean, who knows? I mean, I, I'm, I'm just scared of you or a fear of being insensitive. Sure. I don't want to be insensitive. So it's better to say nothing yeah. than to possibly offend. What would you say to someone like this? That's probably more people. I don't want to be, I don't want to offend him. Yeah. And so it's better to not say anything. I think it's not about 
offending someone, I think it has all to do with cultural intelligence. Okay. And it's not about what you believe. It's not about your belief system. It's just being culturally sensitive to another culture. All right. You know, I think that's important. And often we don't do that. And I don't think they're also being judgmental of another religion. Sometimes it is. In most cases, it's not. It's so just, would, you, would you say that that's true? You say, so we're not very culturally sensitive. I think any American listening to this podcast right now is absolutely agreeing with you because Americans are not very good at that. And so by and by extension, then American Christians aren't. You have more of a, a Malaysian. Would you say that it's, it's true there too? That's like, we're not very culturally sensitive there as well. Or is this really more, oh. are you kind of agreeing where you're like, really, you're talking, you're, you're talking to us. I'm, I'm just asking, it's like, do you feel like this is a, a universal thing that Christians struggle with? Or you just, no, I think it's America. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. I'm, 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 you can't offend me. It's, it's obviously true when it comes to America. I was just wondering if when you say we, it was like, I was like, who, who are you talking about? You're talking about us, which is great because I agree with you. You can't offend me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. just ask any European. Sure, sure. We're, we're not even culturally sensitive. Go to England for goodness sakes. We're not even willing to learn three words in another language. Just go like, what do you mean you don't speak English? My bro, this is Germany. Anyways, <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I mean, <laughs> so just culturally sensitive. So what is yeah. defined yeah. since we don't, since Americans have no idea what that is to define what is cultural sensitivity? What would that look uh, like? So that would, would mean, you know, you, you're aware of the way they live their lives, you know, the way they communicate, the way they dress, you know, the kind of food they eat, you know, just being culturally sensitive right. to, I mean, for example, being sensitive to dietary restrictions. They come over to my house, we're having pork, pork, pork chops. <laughs> yeah, pork chops, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, um, or, or you're not having uh, halal food, you know. At home, you know, could be difficult. Like, you know, when you host a meal, uh, you just need to be sensitive. Like, you know, yeah, if you're inviting Muslims, you want to consider asking for guidance or suitable options on what to cook. And sometimes they wouldn't want to eat in an American home because the pots and pan that you use to cook pork, and you, you can never use the same pots and pans to cook a halal food. Oh, okay. So you cannot, you can never use the same pot and pens. So that's why they would never walk into, into a Christian home. They would rather go to a restaurant or cafe. But okay. But some who are more, uh, who are more open and modern, they wouldn't mind, you know. But in 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 so in some countries, we can eat packaged foods. Uh, yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah, we had friends who came to our house, and 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 my wife, I would cook and say, hey, you know, I we don't eat pork and uh, mm-hmm. we cook, uh, this is a fresh new pot we bought. I'd be interested, like you imagine, like if you if you really were trying to reach out, it's like, I've just got this one pot yeah. that I don't, that I just use when my friends come over. So for, for, <laughs> for a season of time, we stopped eating pork because we were reaching out to Muslims, but uh, we're back to eating pork. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> but I, I wanted to say a few other things about, you know, being respectful and sensitive to Muslims. Like, you know, they're usually very, they're usually courteous and respectful. And, uh, and sometimes uh, they're soft-spoken. And okay. so when Americans speak a little loud, uh, and that could be uh, something different for, for Muslims. For sure. They're usually more gentle when they speak. And uh, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, well, I also like to say, you know, engage in dialogues. Okay. Yeah. You know, try to to be curious about Islam, you know, engage in a respectful dialogue with Muslims, ask uh, non-confrontational questions. Like? Um, like you can ask about Islam, but ask in a non-confrontational manner. Be open to hearing their perspectives and experiences because when you do that, uh, they would be willing to share. So the difference between, hey, I'm, I'm curious, what is, the, what is the spiritual meaning of that head garment that you're wearing yes, yes. versus why do y'all wear those? You know. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's one. Also avoid cultural appropriation. Like for example, be mindful of misusing cultural practices or symbols. Like what? Like uh, sometimes you know, if you, you wear a Muslim dress, then you need to be respectful how you use the headdress or, okay. you know, for sure. Yeah. Don't make it like, you know, my, my, one of my Muslim friends asked us, why do you treat the Bible like any other book? So one Sunday, um, no, I think, so I can't remember if it's one of my friends, he was uh, holding his Bible under his armpit mm-hmm. and then he was walking with his Bible just under his armpit. And right. then the Muslim friend said, why would you treat your Bible that way? I mean, isn't that a, res- a, a holy book? Don't, don't you, shouldn't you be respecting your holy book, you know, treat it with respect? Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so, yeah. so those are examples where, you know, that you want to avoid the, uh, these uh, practices, cultural practices that could be different in Islam. So how, is, it, is it important? And if so, how to kind of like, well, I, w- I want to bridge the gap to, next level kind of spiritual conversations. I want to talk to them about Jesus. Is that, is that appropriate? And if so, how do, how do you get there? Is it just? Um, well, uh, the Muslims would be open to you if uh, your culture is sensitive. So what that mm. means is. You got to earn the right. You have to earn the right. And also that includes dressing, the way we dress. So uh, sometimes they may feel uncomfortable with the way we dress. And they may not want to associate themselves with us. Okay. Yeah. And so we've had a similar situation. Uh, we have a mix of Chinese and Indians and right. Muslims. And so non-Muslims would be modern and open in their dressing. And the Muslims would have a head covering. But not all Muslims have head covering back home. Like there are some modern Muslims don't even have head covering. Okay. And so... Dressing is important and, uh, and being aware like of religious holidays, like the ideal Fitri, ideal Adha, the celebrations you do after fasting and all that. You need to know what it means. And so that could be um, platforms for you to build conversations. But to reach out to Muslims, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you a quick story okay. and probably end with this. So we invited a Muslim friend to our Bible study and she came, she, she had head covering all the way through, but she was doing her, uh, her master's program and we invited her over to um, Bible study and said, hey, this is our community group, you know, and um, she came oh, and nice. we had, uh, I'm not sure if it's a common practice here in the States, uh, but it's called Discovery Bible Study. 
Okay. And so Discovery Bible Study is an approach where you paraphrase the scriptures you read and everyone takes turn to paraphrase what you read and then draw from what you learn from what you paraphrase. Okay. So I, I did a scripture from Matthew, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, strength, might and soul and love your neighbors as yourself. And so everyone took turns to read and uh, she uh, read and then everyone took turns to paraphrase and she paraphrased. And we talked about five different reflection questions. We asked the question, what do you learn about God? And what do you learn about yourself? What are you learning about your relationship with people around you based on the scriptures? You know, and what is uh, one thing that you feel compelled, you know, a conviction in your heart to change or to do differently? So she, she went through this whole process for two hours. Wow. Uh, you know, she sat through our Bible study for two hours and uh, sh she participated. She enjoyed the Bible study. And then towards the end, um, just before she left, she said, hey, Peter, can I bring 10 of my friends next week? Oh, my goodness. You know, and um, our missionaries followed up and uh, continued to disciple her, you know. But um, what helps is to tell stories, mm. to paraphrase and and in a non-threatening way, you know, read a Bible passage together and, and ask them to paraphrase what they think the Bible is saying. Right. And then draw out from there, like, what are you learning about the scripture? What do you think God is saying to you as a person, you know? What are you learning about people around you? Yeah. Yeah, I, th I think, you know, what if we just let God's word off the off the chain? Like, we just yeah. let it off the leash, let, yeah. let the... Let, and whatever God is doing in the heart of that person. Yep. I trust that God is, God loves this person yep. more than I do, wants them to know Jesus more than I do, and he's doing something in their heart. So I'm just going to, I'm going to try to find out what that is. Like you said, I'm going to be a curious learner. I'm, I'm going to love them well. I'm going to be sensitive to where they are and trust that God's got something. And if I just, I can just get a little bit of God's word out there. I mean, God and his word, that's a great combo. Doesn't necessarily need a whole lot of, aggression and strategy for me as much as just yeah kindness kindness and hospitality yeah you know? and uh, i mean the americans are very hospitable super hospitable so i think uh all we have to do is just invite um, right. friends over to our home you know for coffee or tea you know and they would say yes that's great you know they would be open to going to an american home i mean that would be an experience for them <laughs> Wow. You know, sure. this is going into an American home, but how many of us have invited Muslim friends right. to our homes, you know? Right. And yeah. That's really cool. We've, we've, we've had, we've had that opportunity before and it was, you know, he just, we invited, you know, ton of internationals and then, you know, a few Muslims have come and it's like, they just, I can't, you just tell it's like, I, I can't believe I even, I even got this invite. Right. Right. And like, the bar's pretty low. Right. Just the invitation puts you in an elite category. Hey, I care enough. Hey, I see you over there. Would you like to come to my house? And if they say no, it's like, wow, there was kindness, hospitality. Yeah. Right, right. That's really good, man. Thank you so much for that. It was just, it was just well, it was just well said, and just again, your heart, your heart is just overflowing. That that it is very clear in the way that you think about Islam, you think about Muslims, that you're leading with your heart, and that just comes out in everything that you say. 
And um, I know that the people who are listening are, are are feeling that. And so I appreciate you being willing to share that with us and spend spend a few hours with us, just kind of sharing that with us. Thank you so much. Thank, I can't, can't thank you enough for being a, a part of this. Thank you. And thank you to all of you for listening. Thanks for being a part of this. And I hope you got to be a part of all four of these episodes, kind of with Peter's kind of talking about his heart for Islam, helping to understand it a little bit more. If you got questions or thoughts, we'd love to hear them. And everything you need to do to contact us, you can go to thegrovechurch.org slash connect. There's a little communication page. You have questions or thoughts, we'd love to hear them. And we would love to connect with you on a Sunday. You can find out about our live services if you're in Northwest Arkansas or the stuff that we're doing online. Either way, if there's anything that we can do to love, help, connect, serve you, please let us know. And thank you so much for joining us one more time. Thanks to my man, Peter, here. And again, thanks for joining us.